Welcome back to another edition of the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm Joey Pazola. We got an action-packed one today. Somehow, in the chaos of, of all the news over the weekend and stuff, actual stuff happening, Tommy and I completely dropped the ball and forgot to talk about the draft lottery that went down. We actually had um, hockey news happen, and we just we just didn't cover it yet. So Joey and I are going to get into that. Uh, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, placeholder team taking the taking the win we'll, we'll we'll dissect that and then if we have time at the end we're going to talk about the hub city announcements because that has been confirmed uh as well as maybe some maybe get joey's take on the cam newton news because we i know he's a a panthers fan so that could be interesting but first things first joey let's get into this draft lottery oh i can't wait so uh who the, the original top three was detroit ottawa ottawa right Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the that that didn't last. Um, yeah, that had a feeling about that too. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just go from eight eight on. So eight. The eighth pick goes to the Buffalo Sabers. Um, you know, whatever. Nothing too. Nothing too drastic there. Seventh pick goes to the New Jersey Devils. Again, nothing crazy. Sixth pick goes to the Anaheim Ducks. Nothing too crazy. And then and this, is where things, go. Yep. this is where things get a little funky. We reach pick number five. Gets revealed that it is the Ottawa Senators at pick five. Which 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 of their was that the was that their that's second pick? So I, I, that's their was that's that pick, their, pick that's number their two. First, oh, so that's technically their first pick. So that's okay, yeah. Ottawa's so, actual pick. Okay? So pick number two drops down to five, and that's when you start looking around and being like, "Oh boy, something's actually some some something funky might actually happen." Um. So yeah, that was what was supposed to be their second pick, and now so Ottawa's picking up five. And then, oh, the next one. The next one's rough. The Detroit here's Red Wings. The, yep, here's the bomb who, there. Who had the the worst NHL season in, in decades of any team ever. Um, projected number one overall pick. They get the fourth pick after this atrocious season. Yikes. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Joey? Uh, the Red Wings in general? Um, I think... Man, you, it's too early to tell. I mean, Laffer, Laffer, the number one pick can be in the air. I mean, not not necessarily like player wise, but like he, it's not a given that he gets. He's a superstar, right? He's not. He's right. not Connor McDavid. That's what I'm trying to say. He's not a generational talent. He, he's close. He's very close. But I'm saying at, at number four overall, I was just looking at redrafts because we were talking about maybe doing a redraft for the show today, and I just looked at something that had Steven Stamkos number one overall and Alex Petrangelo number four overall. So I mean, it could work out good for the Detroit Red Wings in the end. We'll get to specific players here in, in a sec after we round it all off, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a top three would have been the best case scenario for them, if not number one overall. But uh, we'll we'll get to them specifically here in a sec. Oh yeah, and and a lot can happen. I know um, a lot of the comparison was drawn to Colorado in the year that they were absolutely god awful and dropped from one to four and got Kale McCarr. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, obviously it looks terrible on the surface, but you're still getting a top five pick in a very, very deep uh, NHL draft year. So, 
uh, definitely not the worst thing in the world. It does, it does suck though, you know, having the worst season in, in recent memory by, by a decent amount and, and then getting the fourth pick instead of the first pick. But whatever, what can you do? Um, let me move on to number three. This pick stayed the same. I think it was Ottawa via the San Jose Sharks. Now, you know, I feel like the rest of the chaos has has um, kind of thrown this one to the wayside. But the Sharks gave up gave away a top three pick for Eric Carlson. The San Jose Sharks gave away the third overall pick of the NHL draft for a zombie Eric Carlson. Now, Zombified Eric Carlson is still really, really good, but he's not the Eric Carlson that led uh, mediocre auto oh, yeah. Senators team oh, to the yeah. conference final. Not even close, man. Not even close to where he is. Um, as an Ottawa Closet fan, uh, I guess we can call it that, um, whenever the, the Carlson trade officially went down, when it, when it did happen, I absolutely hated it from the Senators' perspective. Because obviously we we were thinking the Sharks were gonna go deep like they did last year against the Blues in the West Conference Final, and then obviously this year they just hit a freaking brick wall, man. Um, I mean, now looking back, I'm I almost want to say Ottawa won that trade because now oh, absolutely one, Ottawa won that the trade. Num- the number three overall pick and uh, San Jose gets a Western Conference Finals appearance, which they obviously lost to the Stanley Cup champion Blues. And then, uh, I mean, we'll see what's left with Carlson and San Jose. Obviously, he's still there under contract, but the Sharks in general is what we're talking about now with the uh, the age, and they're, they're, they're almost at their end of the era like the Anaheim Ducks are, and the LA Kings are currently going through right now as the California teams. Yeah, I mean, we saw it um... – in the conference final, Eric Carlson, it got to the point where he was a liability for San Jose. Oh, he, he, yeah. He yep. could he could pass and he could shoot and he could, you know, make smart plays like he's so capable of. But that ankle and, and his difficulty skating. What, what what else did he have last year? It wasn't just his ankle. Oh, it was like dude, his, he, he, wasn't he his was like hip or his knee or something? He was all messed up. But not, so, I mean, so yeah, not on. only does he have the, the robot ankle, like that's just a permanent – that's just going to be a permanent hindrance on his ability. He yeah, had ankle surgery. He had ankle surgery, and I think they, like, took out a piece of his ankle. I don't know. His ankle is never going to be full strength again, hindering his tremendous skating ability. That's already concerned enough. But last year in in the conference final, he was dealing with some other injuries as well and really was just a complete liability on – on defense, you know, was really unable to, if you watch the games, he just couldn't back check. He couldn't for the life of him. He, he could make plays the blue line, you know, like with the best of them, keep pucks in, shoot pucks on net, make great passes. You know, he was still a threat there, but the second it, it left uh, his offensive zone and the blues would go the other way. He was on, you know, falling behind transitioning poorly, giving up easy two on ones. He, I think I remember he gave up a, had a turnover uh, in his own defensive zone, like literally a direct pass to Oscar Sunkfist who scored on a pretty much one timer to, yep. to give a blues a lead. So he was, he was, he was bad. He was bad yep. in that series. Bad. Straight up bad. <laughs> Um, and, and, and now not only are you stuck with that player on a gigantic contract until he's like 38, you now also have stunted your rebuild by 
giving up valuable draft picks. Right. Drastically stunted your rebuild. And just basically, yeah, the Sharks have said, all right, this is our core. We are paying Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and Mark Edward Vlasic $30 million. And they're all on the wrong side of 30. And whatever. It's crazy. Um, they, they, they had their opportunity. They had their window. They made it to a Stanley Cup final. Uh, made it to another Western Conference final. Just couldn't, couldn't convert. What it comes down to, and now now they've maybe the worst situation in the NHL. You could argue, maybe, maybe we could maybe. definitely argue, but we'll see. Come off season, we know there's a uh, the, a big question mark there is goaltending, and there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be a couple of high commodity goaltenders on hitting the mark here, most notably Brad Holpe. And uh, question will remain though: Will they be able to afford anything or make anything work, especially with the uh, the cap situation that we have not touched on that we might might touch on at the end of this, but not. But uh, yeah, so I mean that's we'll a big discussion. But basically, what that's, Joe that's is a large to discussion, right? Is, there, yeah. is I saw a report. I think this is what you're talking about, Joey. I saw a report that basically said due to the the you know the the effects of the pandemic and all that, the cap may remain at. $81.5 billion where it is now. It may remain there for the next three seasons just to sort of ease the pain of, of all the money they're losing, which makes sense, but oh boy, would that, would that completely change? To, that uh, would completely change the dynamic of, of free agency and contracts. Yeah, and, and it completely... I think that it would turn the NHL more towards like the... Uh, not, not, not the best example, but more toward the NFL's parity as in like one team could be last one year and then the next year they could be first in their division per se because these these uh, teams that are on the cap, like very near, very thin to the cap, are going to have hard time uh, resigning their guys and staying competitive as they would be like normal. Yeah, and I mean, that definitely changes things. Like, I know we talked about Petrangelo potentially signing a short-term deal because the cap was going to balloon in, in, near, in years in the future, but now that might not happen anymore. So that really changes the dynamic. Um, that We should save that for a whole other episode, Let's honestly, save that at one. this That's, point. Yep. 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 All right, well, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a short break, and then we'll, and then we'll uh, dissect the top three of the NHL draft lottery. <laughs> All right, Joey. So third overall, we got the Ottawa Senators. We talked about that. Um, they're going to have a really good draft here. They got three and five. Uh, deep, deep draft. Totally can add two absolute studs to their lineup. I'm excited to see what they do. Then you move to number two. You got the LA Kings. Um, good, good for them. Good for them, by the way. Yeah. Did, where'd they jump up from? I wasn't... I don't know 100%. I think it okay. was uh, middle of the pack. I think it was five, six, seven. Okay. <laughs> So LA jumps up, gets a two pick. Honestly, yeah, good for them. Even though they've had a ton of success recently, they've definitely, definitely been in a bit of a rough situation. Um, you know, and, and again, they're they're one of the one of the teams I'm not really too upset about uh, jumping up into the into the top three. Um, you know, they'll they'll they're they're not they're not one piece away on their rebuild either. So this is this will be a good start for them. But they've got a long ways to go, I think. And this is this is just a, like I said, a start. Um, but adding a guy like Quentin Byfield, 
will be huge for them um, to to sort of re- revamp their aging forward core. If they go with Byfield, I think if they, they go, go with Byfield, I think they might go Strusel. Yeah, but either way, they're adding a good forward who can um, who can you know become the face be of their new. By the way. It will be. be very very. It will be. I think is like neck and neck right now. I, I mean, it's always been Byfield throughout the year, but Strusel is coming hotter than ever right now up the, I'm up a the boards right now. Big Byfield supporter. I, I think Byfield. I think Byfield's going to be maybe the best player from this draft class. So here, here's the thing: is Byfield? Here's the argument. Supposedly, is Byfield is like the most NHL. Not I wouldn't say the most NHL ready, but like NHL frame, uh, NHL game style, blah blah blah. Right. But Strusel is supposedly potentially the absolute highest offensive ceiling in the entire draft class right now. But the, that's the key word is potentially. And it all comes down to potential there. Um, I mean, Quentin Byfield's 17, six foot four, something like that. Now, now Byfield does Monster. go towards that, uh, that LA King style of play, though. You know what I mean? So that that's another factor that you got to bring into play now that LA has a second round pick. But let's not get into too much mock draft stuff. Let's keep going. And, uh, maybe yeah, let's get to the. Let's get to the number one overall pick where things get real funky. Um, so Gary Bettman, or was it Bettman? I, don't, I didn't watch the lottery. I didn't Bettman watch it. Did, no, whatever. He stands up at the podium, says the number one pick will be made by, and then he holds up the logo of the uh, holds up the NHL shield, the NHL logo, and then says it'll be held by held by placeholder team or Team A, or whatever the hell he said. Basically, we touched on this forever ago when the uh, lottery format was revealed. For those of you that don't know what this means or didn't follow the draft lottery or whatever, so as you all know, in a couple weeks, the NHL playoffs will be resuming with a play-in round uh, among the eight eight, um, bottom eight what, how, how do I phrase this? The the eight wild cards, basically. Yeah, the eight wild cards. So one through twelve uh, in each conference is making the playoffs, and then the bottom eight of those twelve are competing in a in a round robin playoff bracket type thing, where they're each doing a best of five. So you got eight eight playoff teams in each um, in each conference that'll be battling for for a spot against the top four. Among those eight playoff teams. There will be eight teams eliminated, you know, for each side. Um, so eight, eight total teams eliminated. Among those eight playoff teams that get eliminated in the first round, they will all have an equal opportunity at the number one overall pick. Eight teams. Those teams could be could consist of the Islanders, the the you know uh, Blackhawks, Oilers. Blackhawks. Well, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of like the 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 lesser lesser bad case scenario how, teams, like Montreal the, uh, teams, like that. Teams like okay, yeah, fine, they wouldn't have made the playoffs anyways. But then <laughs> there's gonna be an upset, whether it's Pittsburgh, Toronto, Edmonton, Chicago. Some there's stu- going to be something weird happening. Some there. really good team is gonna have an equal opportunity at the number one overall pick, basically. Yep. That's what it comes down to. 
Um, and oh boy, that's that's scary. That's scary. Can you imagine if the Oilers, Rangers, or uh, Pittsburgh, or, or even Toronto gets that number one? I mean, oh my boy. god, that would be absolutely filthy. Um, how about my uh, Montreal Canadiens prediction still alive and, and well? <laughs> I feel like something might be in the works there. I swear to God, man. Can't believe it. it. It's too good to be true with the French Canadian going number one. You got Montreal desperately needing that guy. Oh uh, man, we'll see it would what make too much sense. How about how about Taylor Hall giving the Arizona Coyotes the number one overall pick with the uh, that'd be the crazy pick magic? I saw that'd some stuff crazy. about that. That would be wild. I think I I think he's had four. First overall selections in the draft last Edmonton, Edmonton, teams. Edmonton, and, and New Jersey. Then, and then New Jersey, yeah. So he gets chosen New Jersey to Arizona, and then bam, Arizona gets it. That'd be wild. That'd be five number one overall draft picks he's had. Yeah, so a playoff team has a number one overall pick. Um that's that's crazy. Um, literally insane, man. Isn't I, there, I can't believe that. Isn't there a way that Something with New York, the Rangers, and the Hurricanes. There's some way that the Rangers could like win the cup and then also get the number one overall pick or something like that. It's got to be some kind of a trade. St- uh, something. Got, there's too many freaking uh, conditions to those trades, man. But I, yeah, it, especially now with all the crap that went on, it's it, that's a nightmare right now. We'll have I'm more sure of an idea. Yeah, we'll have more of an idea when the time gets closer of the stipulation. I'm, and I'm sure we'll we'll break it down in full on on this podcast when the draft becomes closer and after the first round when we get when we get the draft lottery part two where they actually reveal whatever team gets the number overall pick. So lots of lots of fun content there. Uh, let's. Let's uh, jump into our, our final break of the episode, and then we'll wrap today's episode up. All right, all right, all right. Hey, one sec. I got one question. One last something? thing on, on the draft something? ladder thing. Sure thing. Let, let, it, let it rip. Name one random playoff team that could potentially get the first overall pick. Just name one team. Edmonton. Edmonton. That scares me. That Ready? scares me. Edmonton. I'm the Iowa GM and I offer you number three and number five for number one overall. What do you th- what do you say? Ooh, I think you say yes in this year's draft. I think you say I, yes. I think I think you say yes, man. I, I do. I, this year's draft I, I is I this year's draft is stacked, and I think that the the disparity from one to two or even one to three is is small enough. You know, it's not like it's not like it's it's the McDavid year where like yeah, it's a really good draft full through and through, but there's a clear cut number one. No, Lafreniere might be the clear cut number one, but at the end of the day, any of them. You get either Byfield or Strutzel, and then you go down to five, and you get probably Rossi, Drysdale, Sanderson, Raymond. I mean, man, you got. I I would do that. I mean, I'm yeah. In a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, you do that trade. I I don't know if it'd be in a heartbeat. It depends on the team. It depends on the team. I I think it'd be good. It depends on the team. It depends on the needs. And again, we we don't know how much these teams love or don't love Alex Lafreniere. Maybe there is some team out there that thinks he is the next Connor McDavid, and and in that case, they wouldn't trade it. But I think that's a. A no-brainer trade, at least in my opinion, just in terms of. I that. did see. I did see one. I think. It, I think it might have been Darren Dreger, but I think he said that Lafreniere was such a lock at number one, just as at number four with the Red Wings taking Cole Perfetti. 
So that means okay. I, I'm looking at some like rankings right now, and a lot of them got Perfetti at five, Lucas Raymond at four. So a lot of them. That, so basically, Detroit would already be mixing up the shuffle at four, but supposedly they're super, super, super high on Perfetti. So that's uh, we'll, we'll get into all that good stuff after the playoffs, but. Uh, Finally, fun to talk about hockey, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of talking about hockey, um, some good news, I'd say, in terms of the return to play. Allie Friedman announced a couple days ago, uh, at this point, I think, the two NHL host cities. Uh, we were wrong when we, when we said Vegas was. That was just a rumor. The two confirmed host cities are Edmonton and Toronto. Canada is, is playing host to this year's NHL playoffs. That's really good news. Um, you know, not to, 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 to be to be frank, Canada has handled the this this um, uh, pandemic better than the United States. That's a fact. And if you're just think if you're just thinking about it logically, the the likelihood of an NHL season being successful in Canada is a lot higher than it being successful in the States due to that reason, due to the higher numbers and that sort of thing. So that's good news. Also just good news that the locations have been confirmed because it's becoming even more real. I'm, I'm excited. I am so excited for hockey. What do, I, what do you I, think, Joey? I cannot wait, even though I, I have heard some, uh, heard some doubts from some respected people that have, I trust their opinions on, but I've heard some doubts on the season taking place. But uh, I hope, man, I hope it, I hope it happens. I do. We need hockey. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a, a weird playoff with no fans and, and no home ice and, and whatnot. But let's just get it going so we can restart next year, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Keep, keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, everything hey, changes. I, I have I have heard some doubts on the season. So I know. Cross your fingers. Heard some doubts, but I mean, we just saw with Vegas, man. Vegas was like a ninety nine point nine percent lock for the Western Conference to stay as a hub city, and then literally like twelve hours before the decision is made, oh, we're going to Edmonton. Yep. You know what I mean? So that that is how quick things are changing, and not only the hockey world or not only sports world, but the world in general. You know what I mean? Yep. So we'll definitely see how that goes. Um, real quick, Joey, before before we wrap things up, give me a quick concise statement on Cam Newton's the Patriots. Oof, man. It's tough. I like it. I like it a lot. I hope he stays healthy. Let's let's see what you you big dogs are made out of with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, especially Josh McDaniels. I know Belichick's the GOAT, but Josh McDaniels, let's see what you can do with Cam Newton. Uh, My man was already working out with Mohamed Sanu in L.A. yesterday, uh, past wide receiver. I'm um, excited to see what he can do with Edelman. Uh, I'm worried about tight end there, but uh, hey, you got right. the number one defense and you got some running backs. You know what I mean? Let's see what they can do. All right. So, hypothetical if stays, scenario. If he stays healthy, 100% there. I, no, no, not 100%. But if he stays healthy, they're the favorites to win that division 100%. Okay. So, but I, I, I love Cam, Buffalo too. Cam Newton know. earns the starting spot, starting QB, all 17 weeks. What's the Patriots' record? Oh, you're putting me on the spot on that one. I'm putting I will you on say, the spot. Whew, do you know who your uh, divisional opponent is for the NFC? I not know off the top of my head. I can check real quick while you while you. Uh, I'll say, man, I'll, I'll say I'll say ten and six. Ten and six. Ten and That's six what I was thinking. 
I'll say ten and six or eleven and five. I was thinking ten and six. Ten and six sounds good. Um, let's see. Okay, here we go. You got Miami, Seattle. Okay, uh, so you got the NFC West then. So you got Vegas, the NFC West. That's pretty tough. Chiefs, um, Broncos. Yeah. Okay. I'll Definitely say, a tough I'll say ten and six. I'll say ten and six. I like ten and six. All right. You heard it here first. The the Cam Newton led Patriots are going to go ten and six and win the AFC East, according to myself and Joey Palazzolo, resident football expert. I don't know if they win it yet. I like what Buffalo's got brewing, man. I do. They're they're actually uh, they're they're Panthers North right now with Sean McDermott there head coaching, and they got all kinds of Panthers players up there too in Buffalo. But how can you not like Bills Mafia too? By the way, come on. Oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. All right. I think that's all we got for today. Joe, you got anything else to add? Man, uh, that's that's it for me, man. I, that's I, all you that's got? It. Nice and easy. All right. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, go check out Locked on NHL. They have a great show over there. Cover all the league-wide news, stuff that we might have missed. So definitely give them a listen. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked on Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow uh, Joey on Twitter at Palazzola underscore RTN. Yes. Yes, am I right, Joey? All right, we'll assume that's correct. Um, And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.